Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, a reading and meditation on the Gospel of the Day. I am James Thomas. Today is Wednesday, October the 4th, 2023. It is the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Our reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Luke. As Jesus and his disciples were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury their dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. Jesus answered him, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, I say this all the time, but it's so true. Uh, This reading was specially chosen for this feast day, not by the church here on earth, because the church actually chose a different reading for today, uh, for the feast, but this is the reading for the 26th Wednesday in Ordinary Time, but it's a perfect reading for the Feast of St. Francis. So, where to begin? First of all, when Jesus says the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head, I think that's really a key line here from this whole passage. Because Jesus is essentially telling us, you are to become me. You are to become another Christ. These people say, we will follow you. We will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, well, the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. In other words, if you follow me, not just 2,000 years ago, but now, If you follow me, you may have nowhere to rest your head, because the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. In other words, let's look at it on a practical level. Jesus is going from town to town preaching the gospel. He's given up his home in Nazareth. He, we don't know exactly, is Mary with him all the time, or is Mary with him just part of the time? In the show, The Chosen, she goes back and forth, but that's certainly not a definitive authority. Uh, The Gospels just say she's here at a lot of crucial moments. She's with him at a lot of crucial moments, but it doesn't say she's with him all the time. I bring up Mary because where mom is, that's where home is, (laughs) right? Even if we're not talking about the mother of God uh, still, but isn't it great that we have her as our mother because that means uh, she's always leading us home. She's always leading us to Jesus. So, Jesus has nowhere to rest his head. In other words, Jesus lives in poverty. Jesus lives for the gospel. Jesus lives to go where he is needed and where the Father leads him. And he calls us to become other Christs. Let's look at St. Francis for a moment. St. Francis, when he was originally asked by the Holy Father to produce a rule of life for his new community handed him the gospel according to St. Matthew. And the Holy Father said, yes, this is nice, but we already have this. I need a rule of life for your community. 
which eventually produced The Rule of St. Francis, which is awesome. It's a wonderful read, and it's just a great way to live your life, especially if you're Franciscan, especially if you are a priest, a brother, a sister, but even third order members. It's a rule of life. But St. Francis, his point was, I want to try to live the gospel. I want to try to live as another Christ to the best of my ability. In other words, St. Francis did not want to have a place to lay his head. Rather, he lived in strict poverty. He lived among the poor and among the sick. St. Francis let go of his life of riches that he was born into, that he grew up in. His father owned a business and was very wealthy, and he wanted Francis to inherit the business. But Francis not only defied his father in terms of his plans for his life, but he uh, there were these public scenes where Francis took all his clothes off <laughs> and said, no, I, I don't want to have anything. I don't want to have anything to do with your business. No offense, but I want to live radical poverty. I want to live among the poor. There were so many people around him that were poor and that were sick. There was a horrible problem with leprosy. And Francis was told always to avoid those people, to shun those people. And it hit him all of a sudden. The Holy Spirit, you know, was inspiring his heart, his mind, his life to say, no, I'm going to embrace those people. I'm going to love those people. I'm going to live among those people. And so he became very poor. His life story, he doesn't really go far. Well, except that he tries to, he does go to the Holy Land. He goes to uh, see the Pope. I mean, yeah, he does get around. But for the most part, he lives in the area of Assisi. And he lives as a humble beggar, and he draws many followers to himself who also just want to live the gospel in its simplicity. And so this is what they do. In living the gospel, they, uh, they draw many, many followers to themselves. They help a great deal of people, and they find great joy. So Jesus in this gospel reading, once again, is talking about how to find life, how to find true life. Just looking at some of the words here, let the dead bury their dead. Let's look at that line just for a few moments. Let the dead bury their dead. Let me go and bury my father. Jesus isn't saying it's a sin to go bury your father or it's a sin to pay attention to your family members. But what he's saying is, you know, in the world, there's so many people living death. They're living the ways of the world. They're caught up and concerned with the ways of the world. It's the same meaning as the next line. Those who look to what was left behind, they're not fit for the kingdom of God. So Jesus is saying, let the dead take care of their own dead. Let the dead bury their own. Let those that are completely disconnected from the heavenly kingdom from the kingdom of God, from a life of virtue, from a life of prayer, from a life of trying to imitate Jesus, let them take care of their own concerns, but you come and follow me. So what he's saying is that true life is found in the gospel. Now, you and I, I mean, we know, and hopefully we realize this, you know, we can live according to our vocation. In fact, that is the way to holiness. St. Francis de Sales and other Francis talks a great deal about the greatest path to holiness is living your vocation. Okay, so we're not all called to live in poverty. We're not all called to be mendicant religious who go around and beg. We're not all called to be nuns and religious brothers wearing a brown habit. 
but we are called to the spirit. The reason we have religious life, one of the main reasons for it, and celibacy in the church, is that it's the light on the hill. It, it shows us how to live. It's meant to be an example. So even though you're living as a mother, a father, a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, whatever it is that you're doing, even in that life, you're called to live the spirit of prayer, the spirit of sacrifice, the spirit of poverty. We are called to live close to Jesus. We're called to live in imitation of Jesus. And that's where life comes from. So if ever you take time to give to the poor, you're going to find great joy in that. Whenever you spend time in prayer, you're going to find it very joyful. Whenever you, um, the list goes on and on, the, the ways to live the life that Jesus puts out for us, learning more about our faith, growing in charity, growing in self-control and virtue, reading the Bible, doing spiritual reading, living a life of charity. This is the way to true life. This is the way to true joy. And Jesus in another place says, those who have left things for me and for my kingdom will get them back a hundredfold plus eternal life. He's speaking very specifically of religious who give everything to him, but he's also speaking of people in general who make sacrifices to live for the Lord. I was reading something yesterday about Christian business, and what it was essentially saying was, you know, there are people that are called to have money for whatever reason. It is true. You know, sometimes we inherit money, but we're still supposed to be giving to the poor. Sometimes, I don't know, we're running a business. We're, we're you know, there's kings and queens that have become saints, and they had lots of money. Money is not, it can be an obstacle to our holiness, but it doesn't have to be. But one thing that this uh, book was saying that I was reading was how a lot of times we seek to acquire wealth just for wealth's own sake. And that is not something that Jesus counsels us to do. There are ways that we can have what we need. And I'm not saying living on the floor, you know, outside, in a, you know, in the dirt. I'm saying having what we need in terms of, yes, having a comfortable home life with our families, yet still not living in excess, still sharing what we have with the poor. Uh, and it was talking about business, how our businesses can benefit people. Our businesses can be more generous to our workers. Uh, there's so many ways to live the spirit of poverty, making sure our debts are paid, making sure we're not cheating on taxes and things like that. And there is a peace and a joy to be found in living that spirit of poverty. St. Francis, there's so, like I say, you know, this is meant to be an example for us. There's so much from his life that shows us tremendous joy because of what he did. He lived it in the most radical way possible. But when you think about it, I mean, he had a great devotion to Jesus's human life and Jesus's poverty and Jesus's passion. He had a great devotion to, um, the, well, he had such a devotion to the passion. He's the one in our current day and age, well, 800 years ago, but still more recently, uh, inventing the Stations of the Cross, formalizing the Stations of the Cross, how we meditate on the Passion. In his love for Jesus' Passion, Jesus gave him the stigmata. He had the wounds of our Lord in his hands and in his feet. Um, he had a great love for our Lord's poverty at his birth, and he invented the nativity scene. We can thank St. Francis for all the nativity scenes that we see at Christmas time and other times of the year as well. It's, this doesn't have to just be at Christmas that we remember the great sacrifices Jesus made for us in his birth and in his death. 
Once again, St. Francis had a great love for the sick, and the Lord protected him from illness while he was ministering to the sick. And we read in the writings and in the life of St. Francis the freedom that he felt in not being tied down to worldly wealth and worldly concerns. Living the words of St. Paul, 1 Corinthians 7, uh, I believe you will have a happier life if you live solely for the Lord and if you, do, if you don't marry. Uh, so, you know, once again, a lot of us are called to be married, but there is a spirit in which we can live where we're not living in worldly excess, which doesn't give us the peace and the fruits of the spirit, but rather living in a life that is uh, just the way to life, the way to true life, not just heaven. I mean, that's true. That's the ultimate goal, but also a life here on earth that's filled with so many good things and just building up more and more good relationships. St. Francis also found great joy in his relationships with others because he was focused. He was able to give himself to them without being divided. I can't talk to you because I got to get home. I can't talk to you because I have my job, my work, all these different things. So we, uh, we look to St. Francis today as we are confronted with this very difficult passage about Jesus's poverty. Jesus calls us to a spirit of poverty to embrace the good stuff, the good life, the life that truly is good, that will fill us with so many good things so that we don't have to get caught up in the things of this world, which we strive so hard to accumulate, and yet they don't even really lead us to the trueness of joy, the fullness of peace. So we ask our Lord to show us each what his will is for each of our lives and help us to live according to that will. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.